Welcome to Mortgage Broker Acceleration with Broker Ideas Group. Being a successful mortgage broker is not about how many loans you write, working hard, or winning awards. It's about building a high-performing business that works with or without you. If you want smarter, proven ideas to accelerate your business, keep listening. If you want to accelerate even faster, visit brokerideasgroup.com.au. That's brokerideasgroup.com.au. Now it's time to accelerate. It's over to your hosts. Hey everybody, it's James Vagley here. Welcome to another episode of the MBA podcast 134. 134. Today, we are talking about mortgage marketing done wrong, uh, which Ash is kind of like 90% plus of the marketing I see in the industry. Uh, Before we get into that, how are you? Yeah, super well, James. Uh, Feeling good and looking forward to this one. How are you doing? Good. I'm doing good. Listeners, hope you're doing good too. Uh, Welcome aboard. Yeah, mortgage marketing done wrong. This is kind of a pet one for me and, and you too, Ash. Like we see a lot of marketing efforts Everybody does. All of our listeners, you would probably see your competition's marketing efforts. You would see them on the social medias and in the on the radio and in the local area, right? Like we've all seen mortgage marketing and we've seen it from brokers, bigger broken groups, banks, lenders. We've all seen it. And most of it is kind of what I would term wrong. And I mean wrong, not because it's wrong, wrong, but because it's not going to get the results people want. Um, that's what I'm keen to do, Ash, is help people get results with their marketing. And you could argue that the marketing that everyone is doing is okay. It's getting them out there. It's better than nothing, but it's probably not generating results. So for our listeners, if you're going to spend any money on marketing, you ideally want that coming back to you and you want to be able to measure it, that it's working or not, and not just putting money out there hoping for the best and that's kind of what we see mostly happening in the industry is either the wrong type of marketing done, rushed or poorly, or just hoping for the best. So I don't know where you want to open this one up. I've got, well, I've got a couple of things, uh, James. I'll start with the the an overall, um, I guess, opinion. In, in my time in this industry, I would say I there's there's more resources, both uh, physical, emotional, and financial wasted on mortgage marketing done wrong than for any other reason, right? Mm. More resources get wasted on this in this area than any other area, perhaps hiring the wrong people, you could argue, but marketing done wrong. So that is the biggest, biggest resource suck that happens in the industry for brokers. So where I want to start beyond that is what I've seen in, uh, in my time and what I still see happening a lot today is brokers believing that marketing's about trying to appeal to everybody, right? I want, to, I want to be seen as being able to help everybody, right? This is where they start going about, you know, here's all the lenders I deal with and, and here's the offers I've got and, and here's the rates I can get you. Well, that's appealing to everybody. But as we know in marketing, when you appeal to everybody, you appeal to nobody. Um, so I think the, what's the flip side of that is working out who you want to appeal to and appealing to them specifically. And this is one of the big shifts, don't you think, that um, anybody running a small business, but particularly mortgage brokers, because, you know, mortgage broking leads, uh, you know, when you're talking digital marketing, almost the most expensive, hard to get there is, you ask any marketer. But 
from an actual individual perspective, actually narrowing down who your ideal clients are allows you to figure out what sort of marketing you need to put out there. And I think that's probably where I would start. It's almost reverse engineering the marketing. And I think most brokers start back to front. They start at the end with, you know, how I want the market to see me, which is products, lenders, the amount of years and expertise that I've got, all that sort of stuff, which has a role. But what they really should be doing is going backwards and saying, well, okay, how big do I want my business to be? Who do I enjoy helping the most? Is that a big enough market to achieve my goals? Great tick. Okay. What, how do I need to position myself in the marketplace to attract those people Mm -hmm. without repelling everyone else necessarily? Um, That's where the leap, the shift needs to come from. Don't you think? Yeah. I'm glad you started there. That's, that's the best place to start. Um, It's interesting because the default when you don't know how to do something and it's nobody's fault. Nobody really teaches marketing anywhere. It's like you don't learn how to service a car at school or at university. You don't, no one teaches marketing, but so many people end up in business where marketing is a key skill required to bring dollars in the door. But no brokers are taught this, how to do it properly. So then the default is I help everybody with everything. You know, uh, my business card says home loans, investment loans, personal loans, car loans, equipment and finance, you know, commercial loans. The industry also perpetuates this diversification, help everybody with everything. You know, maybe you should also do insurance. Like uh, this is what brokers see. This is what the industry is doing. And it's just self-perpetuating. I was going to use an analogy, Ash. It's kind of old, old school thinking. I'll give you an analogy, listeners. It's it's think about when I was growing up. So let's talk. This gives away my age a little bit. <clears throat> Not that I, you know, you've got a few more grey ones than me, Ash. But like, I, I'm thinking back to the '80s, '70s, and '80s. When I was growing up, you we went to, we went to cafes or restaurants, and those cafes and restaurants pretty much served everything. Well, you went down to the 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 pub or the local corner cafe. And on the menu was a bit of everything. I feel like only in the last 10 plus or so years has the cafe and restaurant scene become ultra specialized. Now, when I was growing up, you didn't have a place that only did burgers or only did pizzas and just one type, one size. Uh, I feel like that industry has become very, very specialized. There are places now that just serve coffee or just serve tea. Um, just serve, not even let's call it uh, uh, Malaysian food as an example, but there's a place uh, in the city in Melbourne, Ash, that I've been to an, a number of times. It's not just Malaysian food. It's it's one dish mm. that they serve at the whole restaurant. This place exists to make one dish. And there is a line out the door every single day to get a table at this place. But the, the place over the road that offers everything there's crickets. It's empty. So I feel like there's this old school hangover from back in the day where you just helped everybody with everything. And I think brokers are still holding on to that um, mentality. So I'm glad that you mentioned that first, because when you just pick a specialty or pick one area, you become so much more attractive to everybody. Oh, I love that. I really do. I think you've nailed it. Um, We've got a guy up here where I live that does nothing but toasties, right? Bloody toasties. And he is run up his feet. And I yep. hand up. 
I will queue up for 20 minutes at his food truck yep. to get a toasty. Mm-hmm. Right? That's all he does. Nothing else. Toasties. Anyway, I digress. This is so, so important, right? In the absence of being a marketing, um, you know, having an MBA in marketing, short of that, well, of course, we're all going to do what everyone else is doing because what else are you going to do? You know, unless you bring that expertise to the table, which very, very few people do, and everything you're hearing from an industry and media and the competition, everybody is marketing in a similar way. So guess what? That is the opportunity. This is where that specialization gives you that superpower, right? So how do you how do you go about this change? Right? It's obviously where we work with our clients, of course, which is to actually go backwards before we go forwards. It's actually to go back and go, well, let's unpack this and then recalibrate it. So let's go backwards and say, well, who do you enjoy helping? What's the size of that market? Um, how do we get to that market? Is that market big enough to fulfill your business goals um, you know, in addition to other business that you write. Yes, 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 yes. And yes. Okay. Now let's start tailoring marketing specifically to the people that we want to attract. And this is, I think, don't you think this is one of the great mindset blockers for, for mortgage brokers that they still believe that by, by being specialist, they'll actually push away everyone else. Yep. That, um, and it simply is not true. And when I say everybody else, I mean, for example, if you say to the marketplace that, you know, I, I uh, am a uh, first home buyer specialist or I help, I'm an SMSF specialist or I'm an investment specialist, would somebody that's looking to get a home loan that gets recommended to you look at your website and go, oh, they're not for me because they don't help. Uh, they only help this type of person. No, that doesn't happen. But it does attract the people that you can help and enjoy helping the most. And this is the real big shift, don't you think? And it, for me, it, it was mind-blowing. Like, I I really can't overemphasize this. Like, looking back on my time in the industry, when I, for many years, I would say, even when I was super successful, that was through bloody hard effort um, initially, and then I built a business, and then we came up with a specialization about, you know, our, 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 what our product and the people that we wanted to serve. Um, but that took... Mm, about seven or eight years, right, um, before I sort of got to some sort of understanding that marketing's not about trying to attract everybody. I don't know how many listeners actually think like that. Uh, no, what One of the things you said before about, you know, going to a restaurant, I mean, how many listeners, and, and as a male, I know this applies to me, perhaps it applies to, to females as well, perhaps let us know, guys, but when I go to a restaurant, the bigger the menu is, the harder I find to make a decision. Yep, same. I'm hopeless. Like I'll look at a menu and it's so big, I just the first thing that I see that I like, I go, right, I'm having that and I just close the menu yep. because I it just overwhelms me, big menus. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how many men think like that. I reckon a few. Whereas if you go to a restaurant that's got some specialization and you've got a menu that's two pages, you know, here's the entrees and shares, here's the mains and here's the sweets and you've got about eight to choose from. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. A, a lot of people struggle with this. They even after we lay out, we talk about this concept a lot. Obviously, working as an expert in a niche or a specialty, and most brokers still can't grasp how that is better. Um, doesn't matter how much we can uh, describe it and reiterate the benefits. Most will go. I just can't say no, and I can't pigeonhole myself. Uh, all the analogies in the world. The cafe that is dead 
over the road from the place that does one dish and has a line out the, co- out the door. That is exactly what happens in business, in a mortgage business. That uh, most brokers have just been brought up and the industry is perpetuating this be everything to everybody myth. Um, so obviously, you said it before, Ash, most people are just copying each other, which means everyone sounds the same and, that, and they're not copying what works. They're actually just copying generic sort of diluted brand boring stuff that nobody cares about and that's why it doesn't work um when you as you said understand what you want who you want to appeal to and then we can do some really cool stuff so listeners when you go you picked first term buyers ash so uh listeners for example when you pick a small section of the market first term buyers and then you do an exercise where you go right what do I know about these people? What do they want? What are they worried about? What's their, what's their, let me put myself in their shoes and really understand them and exactly what they're going through and feeling and what are their challenges and their problems? What do they want? When you know this stuff, you can develop really powerful marketing and messaging that speaks directly to them. And when they see that message, they go, boom, that's for me. I want to work with these people. But if you didn't do that exercise and you stayed, help everybody with everything and generic and just like everybody else, I help you know, 30 lenders and I've got help everybody with all these things. Nobody ca- That's boring. No one cares about any of that. It doesn't speak to anybody. And that's why most mortgage marketing is done wrong because they don't start with what Ash said, which is picking an area. How am I going to be different? And how am I going to show up in the marketplace that appeals to a small segment. That's that's the magic. Uh, it is the magic. And look, we have case study after case study after case study of brokers that we've worked with where we've unpacked this and put it back together with a specific niche and build your marketing around this. And as obvious as it sounds, like actually when you go to build a marketing campaign, right? let's just call it a digital marketing campaign that involves maybe some content media content on social media for branding and you might be doing some paid advertising, just compare. How do you possibly speak to an audience when you're trying to please everybody versus speak to an audience of one, right? One particular type of client that, you know, this could be um, small business owners. It could be a particular industry. It could be a particular avatar. It could be a particular um, cultural set. It, It could be any of those. Right? When you start working on your own marketing or even going to a marketing agency, right? I mean, you've got a marketing background, James. You know, this is one of the challenges. When you go to a marketing agency and they say, oh, okay, well, who do you help? And it's like everyone. Mm. It's very hard to build a marketing campaign. They'll probably still take your money, right? And this is why a lot of them don't work. They'll still take mm. your money. That's true. And then you'll you'll spend 10, 15, 20, 30 grand yep. with very little return because they didn't stop you and say, right, we actually need to go backwards and work out who it is you want to help. Now, that's generally not the role of the marketer. This is where we step in, and I think this is really where I would encourage everybody that if, you, if you're hearing this and going, right, that makes sense, well, how do I go about it? Well, pick up the phone and have a chat with us because this is what we we love doing. It is so important that you get this bit figured out sooner rather than later because it starts to feed through to a lot of other things that you do. It certainly does. I got a challenge for listeners, Ash. I don't know if they'll do it, even if they just think about it. This exercise. Imagine writing a letter to 
every person in Australia. Now, whatever you, I, I have to come up with a topic. I should have come up with a topic, Ash. You need to write a letter about, uh, I don't know, let's say TV, for example, or Netflix. Now you've got to write a letter to everybody. Now you have to convince them that Netflix is great. Um, now that letter is going to go to 25, 25 million people, uh, people from the ages of 10 to 100, male, female, everything in between, uh, all types of interest groups, all types of life stages. You have to write a letter that's going to convince them to get onto Netflix. On the flip side, imagine writing a letter to your best mate that's not on Netflix for some reason, still not on Netflix. And your job is to convince that person, that one person, to get on Netflix. How, do, listeners, just have a think about that. Like, how would you write the letter to that one person about why they should get on Netflix? You know this person, right? You know everything about their life. You know exactly what they're thinking. You hang out with this person all the time. What you say in that letter is going to be, it's going to cut to the bone. It's going to be in a certain language that you two have. It's coming from a place of understanding that person and what their life is like. And they'll read it and they'll instantly get it. Yeah. Whereas that letter to trying to appeal to 25 million people to why they should watch Netflix is going to be so diluted and broad brush, brush strokes about the general benefits of Netflix. You can't specify anything about them and their life. You can't really pick any shows that you think they might like because it's just too broad. Whereas when you're writing a letter to Bob, you know about Bob, you can even mention the shows that are on Netflix that Bob will love. Uh, and you can tell him in the letter, you know, stop wasting time watching regular TV because you know he does this, watch Netflix instead. That letter is going to be so much more powerful than this one. That's a bit of a rambling example, Ash, but um, it's- I love it. It's Look, I love this. Exercise. I, oh, it is a, exactly what I was thinking. It is a thinking exercise. It is a mental training exercise that will start to shift your thinking because this is the big challenge of um, mortgage marketing is to shift away from appealing to a lot of people to appealing to one person, yep. right? And this is a big leap for people because it it sounds so contradictory and paradoxical, right? I don't want to just do one loan. I want to do hundreds of loans or thousands of loans, but you're telling me to speak to one person. Mm -hmm. Yes, you must be able to speak to one person with a level of knowledge that they feel like you know them better than they know themselves. Yep, that's the secret, isn't it? So it's correct. So with my example of writing one letter to Bob versus everybody in Australia, we want to find somewhere in between. So when obviously marketing done to one person is not efficient, but it works incredibly well. You want to pick groups of people that have common similarities that when you speak in a certain way about certain things, they all go, this is for me. So that's the secret of marketing done well. And I see very, very few brokers doing this. Um, and we'd love to help more crack the code and do it properly without spending tens of thousands of dollars uh, on marketing agencies and without having to buy leads. Hint, a lot of that stuff doesn't work anyway. Um, they don't convert. So um, yeah, it's a bit of a wake up call, Ash. Um, stop copying other people because their stuff isn't working anyway. 
So instead, do something different, uh, learn a little bit about uh, how we make marketing work with our brokers and do that instead. Well, I agree, James. I hope this is disrupting everyone's thinking. That's what we want, right? Because if you're, if the thinking of every broker was already correct, it wouldn't need disrupting, right? And we wouldn't be doing this podcast. So we're doing this because we want to disrupt your thinking. Think differently. And that takes a bit of effort and a bit of awareness. And hopefully that's what we've done, James, that you get you know, listeners thinking differently, thinking about how does this apply to me? What are the next steps? Uh, what is an audience that I love helping? And then, you know, start uh, and do your thinking exercise. Like, I really like that. Like, write a letter convincing your best friend to do X, whether it's Netflix or, you know, some other activity, and you know them so well that you can appeal to their emotional state very directly. And then just find a niche that's got enough of those people to keep you busy for the next five years. Yep, exactly. You don't need millions of customers. You probably just need a few hundred. Uh, Listeners, as with everything we talk about on these podcasts, there's, you know, details and nuance and well, how do I do all that? Well, you know, we figured it all out. We already have the processes and scripts to help you do this. We can show you how. So again, reach out, have a chat with the team. Um, maybe it's appropriate for us to help and work with you. Uh, that's what we would recommend. But otherwise, keep enjoying these podcasts. And uh, Ash, not sure what we've got in store for next week, but I'm sure it'll be juicy. Always, James. Love this one. I'll see you next time around. See you, Ash. Bye, everybody. Thanks for joining this episode of Mortgage Broker Acceleration with Broker Ideas Group. To keep getting smarter, proven ideas in your inbox every week, subscribe to the podcast now over at brokerideasgroup.com.au forward slash podcast. If you want to accelerate even faster, access our proven results-driven programs, live events, and free resources available at brokerideasgroup.com.au. That's brokerideasgroup.com.au. And until next time, remember, life's too short to play small. So dream big, believe big, and go big with Broker Ideas Group.